I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom. And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true. Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about? These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from. We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox Steam Room? Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-law's bathroom? Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form? Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you? Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. A quick little disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice, please take with caution. Proceed with caution because we are the, the problem, problem solvers. Hey, I'm not Drew Barrymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm Pooja Reddy. Yeah, you are. How's it going? I'm great. The weather has been 10 out of 10. It really has been. It feels like room temperature outside, which mm -hmm, is nice because mm -hmm. I can walk without profusely sweating in places I didn't know sweat could come out of. Absolutely. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing above average, okay. you know, which I think is good. Well, yes. Well, well. And what is your problem this week? My problem this week and really for the past 30 something years, I won't reveal the exact number, is my sleeping routine is not as good as it could be. Mm, I Sing it, sister. I would say if I had to give myself a sleep grade out of 10, mm -hmm. this isn't sponsored by Tempur-Pedic, mm -hmm. but I, if, if I had to give myself a sleep score <clears throat> out of 10, I would give myself a seven. Okay, still pretty It's still decent. pretty good. I get a good night's sleep, usually. I don't wake up too much in the middle of the night, you know, unless my crippling anxiety forces me to. But I really do struggle with, like, decompressing as I'm going to sleep. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. the, the, the routine as you decompress from your day and wash away your sins and problems. Um, and, you know, I have a phone addiction, which I have lamented about on this podcast numerous times. And I also have a TikTok addiction, which I've mentioned, you mm -hmm. know, I, 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 TikTok is my encyclopedia, you mm -hmm. know, like, that's where I get my information. That's where I get my news. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's a joke. Um, but I do get a lot of information from TikTok, you know, and so I, I, I end up just, you know, scrolling through it for hours before mm -hmm. bed. Um, and, you know, Sometimes I'll like dream about certain TikToks, which is, you know, troubling. Yeah. Um, so I, the one thing that I do do for myself to go to bed is I make myself a cup of sleepy time tea, which I've also mentioned on this podcast, um, knocks me the F out. Mm. Like I will smell it and I'll be in a different like stratosphere of unconsciousness, mm -hmm. you know? So that is something that does help me fall asleep. But I feel like I need something that I don't need to be dependent on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can kind of naturally come down. Um, so yeah, what, are your, what do you think I should do? I think it really starts with putting your phone away, to be honest, which I am really guilty of. Yeah. And it's hard. It's really hard because sometimes that's, that's the way we relax. Yes, sometimes it's the way we relax. It's the way that we get entertained on social media platforms or like streaming services or whatever. It is hard to like, like, what do you do? You like. You're supposed to read a book, but not even in bed. Like, really, what sleep doctors say is that you should be trying to be winding down starting like 10 p.m., you know, if you're like aiming to like fall asleep after by, that. Yeah, or like by how 11 long, or 12. How long should it take, you think? I don't know. I, I, I just, 
I've literally never done this, but I know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's Please preach and then don't do. <laughs> exactly. What I do know is that you're supposed to read and like have dim lighting and it be outside of your bedroom. And then you transfer to your bed when you're feeling sleepy. Honey, this is New York City. The bedroom is the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> get in your bathtub. <laughs> get in the bathtub, close the door, turn the lights off, and put your headlamp on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Too real. So, yeah, I think that's sort of what you're supposed to do. But I I don't know. I, I really – I am also really bad about – my bedtime routine, I go to sleep well after 12. Yeah, what's your normal bed, what's your normal bedtime? Probably 12. Like I get into bed 11:30 yeah. maybe. Okay. Or if I'm watching something a little right after 12, mm -hmm. and I try to be lights out like fully closing my eyes like by 12:30. But that just does also does not seem like a good bedtime. I that think you should do late. earlier. You should do earlier, I think. I usually get into like cozy bed situation around like 10, 10:30 if I'm not like out or something. Um and then I'll, from like 10 to 10:30 to like midnight, I'll be like do, 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 do on the phone, you know, or texting or FaceTiming or TikToking. Mm. I'm like, okay, I should probably go to bed. And it's usually, you know, when I realize I should go to bed, when my eyes get tired. Yeah. Then I'm like, I can't like look at the phone anymore, even though I have a million other things I could do, <laughs> I guess, yeah. on it. I'm like, this isn't healthy. And then I just have to like close my eyes because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, we've discussed sleep procrastinating on this podcast where it's like a, Sleep procrastinating is where people sort of delay their bedtime because they feel like this is their only time that they have control of their life and their entertainment. And because you're just so busy throughout the day doing other things that you might, you know, that are necessary versus like you actually want to do. So I feel like that is what I was doing when I was working. But I really have not gotten myself out of that habit of staying up later. And Truly, like Scott and I will start a show at like 1030. We will like that's wild. We'll watch like and we'll watch. This is our routine right now. We'll watch like one 30 minute comedy or something that whatever current season of whatever we're watching. Then we'll watch an hour of like right now we're watching Junior Bake Off. Great. No, you're Bake not. Off. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's like so good. It's so good. What but do you what do you seek? What inspiration do you seek from Junior <laughs> Bake Off? I don't seek any inspiration. They give me life. Though. They give you life. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's comedic. It's entertaining. It's so heartwarming. Oh, it's incredible. That's sweet. It makes you feel positively. And I always need to watch something like uplifting before I go to bed. I'd Maybe I'll watch British Bake Off. That sounds like a good Juniors edition. Yeah. Okay. The Juniors is really funny. Is that the kids? It's kids. Okay. It's like And they're just like destroying cupcakes? No, they're they're baking. They're doing really well actually. It's like so the, impressive. A three tiered carrot top cake. Easily. Yeah. That's okay. that's like yeah, they, they, they've got that's them. child's play to them. They have some kids that are like so the age range is like between like nine and fifteen. And I do think that the 15 year old, I'm like, you're cheating at this point. No, like, like you're too old. You're, you're, too, you're almost like, a full adult in Against three years. a nine year old? Like, yeah. really? But I will say that some of the nine year olds have outpaced the 15 year olds, you know? Got it. So it's an interesting show. I'm so, We're still not yeah. at the end. So I don't know who's going to win. And I'm just, I love this show. It makes me so happy. I'm like smiling so hard right now. 
I'm I'm thrilled for your enjoyment of yes. the show. However, back to my sleeping problems. <laughs> I don't, you know, you know what I do when I do feel like I've had a good night's sleep is when I've had a dream. Mm. And I recently actually had a dream about you. Oh, and wow. I want to tell you about it. And this is probably the first time that you're hearing oh, it. Okay. Yeah, I'm scared. Uh, you should be. No, you you shouldn't be. So <clears throat> I had a dream recently um where you and I were <laughs> on the subway together and we were sitting together and the subway was like going down it was the l train mm. so it wasn't actually going anywhere it was standing still mm. and we were on the l train and this guy comes onto the train with three big pit bulls and pit bulls are a very common theme in my dreams because growing up my mother was deathly terrified of pit bulls because she was bitten by one when she was a child mm. and she always ingrained to me as a kid like pit bulls are i love pit bulls mm -hmm. like don't get me wrong they're cute they get a bad rap but my mother just had like a very bad personal experience and mm -hmm. that obviously tainted her perspective and then she conditioned me to like be afraid of them growing up sure <clears throat> and i had a dream that we were on the l and this guy comes on with three pit bulls and you like start petting them. You're like, oh my God, what are their names? What are their names? And the guy's like, this is Sally, this is Susie, and this is another S name because they were like all S names. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And then I started talking to you about my mother's fear of pit bulls like uh -huh. while we were on the train. And one of the pit bulls jumps up and bites your hair, <gasps> like bites your hair and like pulls your hair, but no. your hair comes off. <gasps> and then I... That was the first time I realized that you're wearing a weave. Oh, <laughs> but I'm not. Wait, really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh That's my not, god! I'm just kidding. Can you but imagine? Literally, the the pit bull pulled your weave off in my dream, and I literally woke up and I meant to text you. It was like, do you wear weaves? Oh my god! <laughs> I watch so many weave installation videos on TikTok. That's it's a part of my algorithm. It's fascinating. So. Uh, you know, it's kind of a mind meld if you really think about it. Wait, actually, that's crazy. Yeah. That you consume that content and then I dreamt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really there's, are tied at the brainstem. <laughs> I know. Well, there's definitely some asbestos in this room or something. That's, 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 what, that's what we're turning into Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. <laughs> walking out with six arms. <laughs> that's great. Nice. Okay, All right, well, well, I'll I'll, I'll just like you know keep scrolling i guess <laughs> we'll see if i can fall asleep just try to yeah scroll less out of your bed maybe i'll scroll in my bathtub okay perfect sounds good all right well Pooh, what's going on with you this week i feel like i cannot be in as many places at once as i want to be have you tried ai oh my god it's so funny <laughs> that you say that because uh, recently, my mom has been calling me a lot, asking help for just like really small things like, hey, can you help me like make this PowerPoint deck like stuff for work, you know, and or can you help me do this in my personal life? Like, can you I don't know, just like really like admin -y type. She things. needs an AI assistant, not a daughter. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's that was my question. So okay. like, yeah, so. Yeah, recently my mom has been asking me to do all this admin stuff for her, and I love her so much. I love of you, course. mom. Of course. We love you, Pooja's mom. Yes, she's incredible, but she does ask a lot of me, and I feel really guilty when I'm like, I don't have time to yes. do this task for you. It's, it's, a, it's always guilt. like, it, yeah, it's always like computer stuff. Of course, you know? of course. 
And I recently have actually started passing the phone to Scott and been like, I'd actually, you know, need to like, I'm busy right now, but Scott can help you. And Scott, cause Scott will hear me and look at the frustration on my face sure. and he'll be like, let me handle it. Oh, you guys are tag teaming. That's yes. Good. It's really sweet. And I, and I like genuinely love him so much for it because he's like taking that like labor yeah, from me, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, I feel like I need to like, what should I do? Like, how do I equip my mom better? Because this is just like, it's getting to be crazy. I'm like, ma'am, I can't write every single email Miss or, ma'am. you know, attach every file for you. Oh, yeah. No, she needs an AI assistant to help her. And you need to train her on AI. The magic of AI is just chef's kiss amazing it can do so many things it can write your emails it can create powerpoints it can really up your productivity if you know how to use it well and you know if you're doing a lot of admin stuff for your mom i really think you should train her on chat gpt3 or writer or any of these other like chat writer like like natural language bots they can do so much for her i truly have never heard of most of the things you just said like i don't even have an account on chat gpt like i need to... i'm very pro a pro ai i'm yeah. very pro artificial intelligence it really you know the great thing about ai is that did you know in the next 10 years it's going to increase the global gdp by seven percent which is seven trillion dollars that's insane over mm. a 10-year period it's definitely one of those things that's inevitable and you better hop on the train now before mm -hmm. it leaves the station. So I would highly recommend experimenting with some chat GPT three prompts, ask it some questions, try to have a conversation with it. Natural language processing is getting a lot better. And mm -hmm. Amazon just released Alexa, um, their newest version of Alexa, which doesn't sound like a robot anymore. And it sounds like just somebody that you're having a conversation with in your home. Just revealed. Oh, Some people think it's scary. Yeah. I think it's fascinating and cool. As long as we have like, you know, ethical and human centric parameters around development and implementation. Um, so yeah, I think you should dive into that topic with your mom because that would absolve you of some of these um, duties she's placed on you. Damn. Okay. Well, we need to do a side episode where you give a tutorial on how to do all of this. Oh my God. I'll um, give a history of AI from Alan Turing to Alexa. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Well, thank you. I will probably do nothing with that information. Um, okay. Because it seems I'm like, or I'm just like so intimidated from like the get go. Can, can I, so I, it feels like the solution here is that when my mom calls me and asks me to do something that I transfer her to you so you can teach her how to do the AI. You know, I, you know, I don't pick up the phone. Okay. <laughs> Not <laughs> even yeah, from my mom. I can, I can train her. Okay. We can do it. We can do it. We, uh, I'll send you a Calendly link. She can book 30 minutes. <laughs> for <laughs> a kidding. free trial. For a free trial. 30 this minutes is, with mirrors on AI. <laughs> that is so you. Oh my God. And then for a low fee of, I'm just kidding. No, it'll be wow. free. Yeah. I'll train you. Sounds uh, you, like we need to start with you first. I know. You yeah. really do. Oh, my gosh. If she was listening to this, she would be, like, so happy because she keeps telling me I need to learn it. You keep calling her Pooja's mom, and you keep asking her to do things, and then I'll teach her AI, and then she'll use AI when you call her. Okay. I love that. All right. Nice. Well, Fabulous. Well, should we get into our advice seekers problem? Yes. Let's do it. All right. 
here is our advice seekers problem. This advice seeker is texting in from Miami, Florida. Okay. The mommies and poppies in Miami like the problem solvers. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Hi, problem solvers. I love your show. Big fan here. I have a younger sister and it's just the two of us. Aww. And we've been very close since we were kids. Last year, she started dating a guy who seemed perfect for her at the start. Mm. Stable job, handsome, nice family, and a great apartment. I recently found out, however, that he dated one of my best friends, and she said he has a very bad anger problem that came out after dating for a couple of years, and he even got physical with her at one point. Oh my God, no, run. Yikes. Should I tell my sister? How do I approach this? She has told me privately that she's very happy with him, so I don't want to ruin her spirit. Signed, a concerned sister. Wow. Yikes. Well, um, obviously, the things that she has heard about this man, significant other, uh, are not positive. No. Which, And usually when the word on the street is not positive, that is not a good indication. That's, a, that's the first red flag. For sure. <laughs> you know? Have you ever been in a situation where you were with someone, but other people knew them, and you were getting like little birdies in your ears? Have you listened to me complain about my ex? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yes, I definitely have been in that situation. And it is hard because when you are in love with someone or you are in a relationship with someone for any period of time and you're really in it, mm -hmm. you get clouded by the enamoration of it all. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So when, you know, they can almost do no wrong in your eyes when you're kind of going through that honeymoon phase, which it sort of sounds like her sister, the advice seeker sister is going through. Yeah. So they're perfect. They're doing everything right. Right. They're texting when they're supposed to text you. They're giving you gifts that, you know, it all seems normal. It all seems normal. Um, and then obviously, you know, relationships and people evolve over time. So like you confront as much as you want to when the relationship first starts. But eventually, if you move in together or whatever, like the real you comes out. Mm -hmm. So like if you have an issue that wasn't exposed at the beginning, it's going to come to the surface, whether you like it or not, you can't hide that forever. Yeah. So, you know, her knowing that he has had a history of having having an anger problem or you know um unfortunately sounds like being maybe abusive um mm. not good obviously um you know i have a, a younger brother um i don't have a sister um and i know those relationships are different um you know i have a younger brother and uh he's a, like seven or eight years younger than me so you know we've mm. kind of grown up in different timelines a bit but you know, we've always been very honest with each other about anything that's outside of our immediate family unit. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like anything, anybody that's not one of us, one of the the family members, like we always have like a huddle about them. We always like talk about just because we're like, you know, what do you, you think? You guys about are very <laughs> like, it feels like very insular people. We're and... very, you know, we're Eastern Europeans. We really are a tight knit family. Like we're very close. We're all relatively young in the the mm -hmm. cosmic sense, I guess, um, including my parents and grandparents. So like we've always remained very tight. Um, and also, you know, Eastern Europeans, we're very honest. We're very direct. Mm -hmm. We're not going to hide our feelings. Um, and if we do try to, you'll notice. <laughs> OK, wow. So you have a more upfront relationship with them. I have a very upfront relationship with my brother and with everyone in my family. And, you know, I think if my brother was in a relationship with someone that I knew was not a good person, you better believe that mm. I would say something. 
of course, not everybody has that kind of relationship with their family. Um, so it's hard to prescribe one way of, of approaching situations. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, um, have you had situations in the past, either in your family or with friends, where you've known something about someone that's in their life and they didn't know, but you maybe were considering sharing? Oh, definitely. I feel like I've experienced this both ways. And mm. the the one that really stands out to me is when I was a freshman in high school, I really wanted to go on my first date, like have my first kiss. Like I, I hadn't been kissed by the time I was a freshman and a lot of my friends had at that point. So I was just feeling like this pressure and I just wanted it. And I was so lovesick back then. Oh my God, your girl loved a, like a romantic comedy, like just all of those, like what's the one, um, the one where freaking Mandy Moore is in it. And Oh, um, um, Walk to Remember. Walk to Remember. Oh, my gosh. Such a moody teen film. Yes. A Walk to Remember. The <clears throat> Notebook. I, Me and my friends were just sit and cry and watch those movies for hours. We loved them. Oh, my them. goodness. It was too much. So many hormones raging. So uh, when I was a freshman, like very early on to high school, so like October, basically, of the school year. Mm -hmm. Uh, this senior started showing interest in me. Hot. Hot at the time. Right. Looking back on it, huge red flag. No. Why are you as like a 17-year-old person, like have hair on your chest, like interested in a 14-year-old, like little meek freshman? Like I just got with my braces off. <laughs> my big LLB backpack on. I That's just overstuffed with papers and falling apart. <laughs> oh, totally. Well, no, I girl, I got a new backpack every year because oh, I was oh, like, okay. it was like new color, just dropped oh, and on your LLB. color pens and oh, like, totally. your, oh my God, and your markers. Oh, I was your doing notebook. the most. Oh my God. I was doing the most. You were the queen at the back to school aisle, weren't you? <sighs> I really was. The senior starts showing interest in me and the girls on my soccer team who are older than me they started telling me like, hey, we saw you talking in the hall with him. He's not really someone that you'd want to be associated with. And that's what people just kept saying to me. It was always the girls who were older than me on the soccer team. And they would just sort of say something super vague, like you don't really want to be associated with him. Like, I don't think that he's the right guy for you. And at the time, sure, there's like that small amount of like, you just don't want me to be happy. But there was also this other part of me that was like, I don't care if he's a scumbag. Like, as long as I get my first kiss, like, we can just oh. be done, you know? Priorities. Like, totally. Yeah. And I just was like, I'm going to take this into my own hands. I'm going to do the thing. So we were like, you know, we're talking. We were, we, LOL, that's the thing that you'd call it. We were talking for like three months or so. I love that phrase, I love the term. We're talking. Exactly. We're talking. And... You know, it, it ended. It was a total crash and burn. But the way but like the girls were so right because he drove me home one night, like from a school dance. Um, It wasn't like a, it was like the Halloween dance. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't like we didn't go together or anything. Um, And 
the next day at school, he had told people that like we had like hooked up and like done all the oh, stuff. No, no. And all we did was I just got my first kiss. Oh. And so I was really happy about it until the oh, girls. So he was had... like saying something behind you of something more happened. Oh, exactly. The oh, next day la, at school. La, la, la. So like I get I go to school the next day and I was like so happy that like, oh, I got my first kiss. I'm really just I got my braces off, like all the things. Like I was living. Like your foot popping kiss. Exactly. Like Princess Diaries. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And then all of the girls again at my soccer team, um, and like some other seniors I knew were like, Pooja, he said that all this stuff happened. Like, did it really happen? And I was devastated. I was so no. mortified because it was such a small town, such a small community. Like I was so nervous that my parents would find out even because oh, yeah. I just grew up in such a small town. In Kentucky. Yeah. So yes, I have been on the other side of that where like people told me something actively bad about someone but i just i didn't want to heed their advice a because i i was like you might be right but i don't care because i have this priority yeah and then b i just there was a small part of myself that was like these people just don't want to see me happy yeah yeah that's so i guess i have also been in that sort of situation like when people are telling you things mm. and you sort of almost are shocked and almost don't want to believe it in a sense. I'll give you one story. Um, I was at a picnic in Central Park with mm -hmm. my most recent ex and uh, a very close friend of mine and then a ton of people we didn't know. Mm -hmm. So it was like the three of us that we knew and then a, like maybe 10 to 15 people we didn't know, you know? Mm -hmm. Nice summer day in New York City, beautiful clear blue skies, like 85 degrees, you know, skies out, thighs out in Central Park in our Speedos. and. Oh. Gay Sundays in Central Park. What can I tell you? Wow. And we're there. I'm there with my ex and with, you know, one of my closest friends. And we're hanging out. And my uh, closest friend, he kind of takes me aside. And he's like, just so you know, there are several people at this picnic that do not um, think fondly of your then current SO. significant oh. other." I said, oh, oh, oh okay, like that, that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to like break anything up, you know, like we're just there to have a good time, drink some rosé, listen to some Lady Gaga. And <laughs> as one does Sunday in the park. And, you know, I'm sitting there, we're having a good time. And I noticed that at least half of the people that we don't know there are actively avoiding sitting near us. Oh, my Like gosh. in the picnic. And I go to the bathroom with a couple of them and they're like, oh, so you're dating that person mm -hmm. i said yes yeah it's been you know x amount of time or whatever and they're like oh um well we just wanted to let you know um uh, you know there's some there's some things you should know about him and then they they shared those things i was like oh okay uh, you know and it had already been like a couple of years in this really i was like oh wow and it was it all new information or did it you was all new oh no it was all new after and i won't reveal it because it's personal but um they revealed new information that was rather salacious mm. and i was like wow that's something to spring on somebody like a couple years into a relationship um and it that happened a couple of times during that picnic where wow. like, it was like three or four people were like you know i'm just like, and these are strangers yeah coming up to me and being like just so you know mm -mm. and i like took my best friend that was there with me um and i was like hey like they told me these things and i was like i don't know if you know if they're if they're true or not and he said oh no like i knew something you know some things had happened but i didn't know the specifics of it and he was like i mean yeah that's that's kind of the state of state of things and i was like wow 
And that was kind of the start of the decline of wow. that relationship was that picnic in Central Park. Like that was like. What month was that? I mean, we don't, we can cut this. Out. I'm just curious. I was like when we came back from Europe, like. Wow. That probably was like May of. No, that was like July of 2022. Wow. Last and then year. you guys broke up in December. November. Wow. Actually, two two days after my birthday, December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it took like six months, but. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, and they shared all this information and that was sort of the start of the decline of my relationship. Mm -hmm. And it really feels destabilizing when someone else could be a family member or a friend, but even a stranger tells you something about mm -hmm. someone that you know, that information that you didn't know. It's very destabilizing and kind of make you lose sense of of trust and stability. Yeah. And I feel like when, like, anytime you do get information like that and it's from a stranger or from whoever it is in your life and if it is, like, shocking, I think the best thing to do in those situations is to – Think about who the person is who's delivering the news and maybe what their intentions are. Absolutely. Because sometimes, you know, it might be a stranger that's jealous and you're like, yes. yeah, I'm not going to, you know, like listen to this. It might be someone who is jealous. It might be someone who's just trying to start shit. Or if it's truly a stranger that's putting themselves on the line. I'm sort of like, what do you have to lose? Exactly. Then I'm like, I almost believe it more. Totally. Because I don't know what your intentions are. Mm -hmm. Unless, unless uh, God forbid, they have nefarious intentions, but you don't yeah. know. And then you're like believing false information. But anyway, yeah. it's a whole rabbit hole you can go down. Yeah, but I, but I think, yeah, it's like just trying to determine, like even if it's someone that you do know, like a fa family member or something, and if this, there's some type of person that tends to be judgmental, then yeah, maybe don't take their advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in, yeah, I think the intentions are super important when you determine whose advice you take or yeah, how you navigate something like that. Absolutely. I, I think that's a great point. Well, Pooh, um, what is your pee on the advice seeker's problem with her sister's boyfriend? Man, okay, so this is a tough one and... Clearly, you're looking out for your younger sister, so we love you for that, advice seeker. I would just say, like, if you heard this and it was from a credible source, then you should definitely tell your sister and let her know, hey, X person told me that they had this experience with your current boyfriend. Uh, you should know this. You should be aware of this. And even maybe ask him about it because mm. if it triggers your trust or like, you know, or if it, if it like, if the advice seeker's sister starts wondering if her boyfriend is trustworthy, you know, like you don't want to just like live with that information and have it under the surface. Right. Like she should bring it up to him. I'm thinking. Yes, correct. It's not something that you can let go. I think you have to, I think that's, that's probably right. Yeah. So yes. Okay. Older sister, I think you should definitely intervene and say something to your younger sister. Bring all of the receipts though. Yes. Bring all of the receipts and be really be patient with your sister because you're going to be dropping a bomb on her and be, be patient with her. And if she has a bad reaction at first, Again, keep your patience because she's probably just like 
having a gut reaction and she might even tell you that you're lying or the person is lying, but give her grace because she's clearly really happy and wants to be in this relationship and is like, I did it. I got the guy. So that's the last thing somebody wants to hear, especially if you're a young woman who wants to settle down or a person who wants to settle down. So you should tell her, but be expected for it not to go well. Fair. Mears, what's your piano situation? I think you laid it out exactly right. I would maybe add one additional interaction to the recommendation Ooh. that might be a little saucy. Ooh. Because <clears throat> you know I like a little sauce. Mm. That didn't sound right. I'm not an alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> I cut that. I will. I like a little sauce. <laughs> oh my God. Sauce. <laughs> oh, sauce is like the sauce is like alcohol, right? Yeah. I think people say I'm sauced. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to add one interaction to this recommendation that might be a little saucy. Okay. I think the older sister, I think the older sister should have a conversation with the boyfriend. You're right. I think she should get a coffee with him, go to lunch, or maybe when the younger sister is like running an errand and they're both at the house or, you know, she's in the bathroom or something, just be like, hey, I didn't realize that you dated Jessica. Mm-hmm. Oh, like how long? She's one of my closest friends. I didn't realize. Introduce it that way. Don't ambush him and say she said this, but just let him know that you know oh. of the relationship just to say, oh, like I didn't realize that you dated one of my best friends. She uh, she mentioned it the other day um, when I was mentioning you were dating my sister. Um, and I thought there's just a, a small, small world. Yeah. Just to like put that out there that, you know, planted in his mind that, you know, that that relationship existed and that you probably know why it ended. OK, interesting. And then. Definitely tell the sister uh, what the situation is. And what this does is it actually kind of equips both of them to have the conversation okay. because I think the boyfriend will know that it's on the sister's radar, both the sisters, the older one and the younger one, because mm -hmm. for sure she's going to tell her younger sister. Yeah. And the younger sister will also know um, that her sister knows. And the sister should tell her younger sister that she's talked to the boyfriend and mentioned it. So that everybody's in the know. And then it's almost like inevitable that they have the conversation about yeah. it, just so that they're on the same page and that hopefully she can have either a very fruitful relationship with him or she can say goodbye to him and, yeah. um, and spare her energy. Yeah, I kind of like that because I do think that bad behavior gets perpetuated in silence. Yes. And, you know, it's like, who are we protecting here? Yeah. And I often think that, you know, when just in different situations that I've witnessed where we all know someone is doing something bad yep. or has really bad behavior, but we're, and we're all ps, 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 talking about it and supporting the person mm -hmm. who is the victim. Yep. Yep. But we're not saying anything to the person. And I, and it's just like, Hmm, why, you know? Why? Yeah. Why is no one saying anything? Why is nobody helping? Why? It's very hard. It's 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 very it's very tricky. Um, it's like walking in a minefield. You just don't know what's going to trigger somebody the wrong way. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, sending a lot of love and support to Miami, to Miami, to these two sisters. And if you like the solution, uh, let us know, and we'll come visit you for a fun weekend.
Yeah, and hopefully if that that guy won't be in the picture. And hopefully he won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fill his spot in the house. Yes. <laughs> and that's another problem solved. solved. Hey, did you like that episode? Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to this episode. And make sure to come back every Wednesday for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers. See you then. 